Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here on a Friday, last episode of the week. We've got through another week of the off-season here that, uh, you know, really, I think we're all starting to get excited about the possibility of it being a short off-season. I'm also excited about having our guest here today, a regular on the show, the Vice President of the Bucks, Alex Lazary. And Alex, this, this has been a big week for you. Howard Beck, David Aldridge. Kane Pittman, what a what a week this is! You know, this is exactly how I pictured following up my wedding. Um, you know, <laughs> wedding, mini moon, and then a big podcast week. Um, so you know, th- things are only. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know if things can go up from here. Well, I should say congratulations. By the way, uh, married in the in the last couple of weeks here. I know we've discussed in the past. My brother has also had a wedding that was delayed. Uh, due to coronavirus, he's still waiting to get it done. But uh, that's that's impressive work to to squeeze it in. And uh, congratulations! Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's dive into the NBA season. I think right off the top, I, I do want to discuss the the recent reports here in the last couple of days that the NBA season potentially could start, or there's been a proposal that it could start on December 22. Uh, from your perspective, and I know you, you're involved with a lot of things in these conversations and no one's really known what's happening and everything has been evolving with the, the virus, certainly in the US, not in a great position right now. So is this December 22 and prior to Christmas something that you envisage was going to happen? Because I think the outside sentiment, and certainly with me, that it was probably going to be uh, maybe January, February, potentially even March. Yeah, I mean, I think when when things, when when everyone started to realize, you know, by February, March, April, you're, you're still highly unlikely to have fans in the building. Um, I think I think it became uh, okay. Well, you know, let's try to get back on on schedule um, and try to get back to our normal schedule. And hopefully, that for the um, the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season, you know, when hopefully we're on the other side of of this pandemic and um, and you can have fans back in the building, um, that we're you know we're back on our uh, our normal NBA calendar. Um, you know, it's obviously a, a quick turnaround for you know those teams that made it to the to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and you know, like, look, this is an unprecedented situation, and there's a you know a ton of sacrifices I think on on all sides, and you know, I think everyone is being asked to go to extraordinary lengths um, to uh, you know to not only finish last season, but then to get this next season up and running again, and you know, you you've got to credit you know, the players for, uh, for the sacrifices that they made um, to ensure that the season uh, was able to finish. And, you know, look, there's going to be a lot of sacrifices and, and, uh, and, and tough asks, I think, for, you know, for everyone um, as we head into and try to get this next season up and running again. But, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, a few factors. And, you know, money is a, uh, is a big one. 
I know just recently here, obviously for, for different reasons, you've spent some time with George Hill in Milwaukee, and I'm sure you're still in contact with the players and having conversations with them. You mentioned the teams that were in the conference finals and certainly the finals. It is a quick turnaround. Have you got any sense, have you had any of those conversations with the players on the Bucks that they uh, may be eager to return? They, they want to return? They want more of a break? Have you got any sense of that? I haven't, you know, we've been so focused on um, a lot of the election stuff and, you know, trying not to, uh, you know, get, get too involved in, um, you know, owner player negotiations, trying to leave that up to, um, you know, the players association and, um, and the bargaining committee and Adam Silver. Um, So, you know, I, I think for, for our guys, they're eager to, to play again, just because, you know, they were upset with, you know, how last season ended. Um, and then I think also, you know, for some certainty um, for some of these guys, we just like to know, okay, when, when are we getting started? And, you know, we've also got a couple guys who are free agents. And I think, you know, you, the, there, there's some want on some certainty on like, okay, what, you know, what, what's the market looking like? You know, where am I going to be? Um, you know, am I going to be able to be back in Milwaukee? Um, you know, which, you know, we, I'm sure would hope that, you know, we're able to bring, uh, you know, a lot of our guys back. Um, you know, so it's, it's a tough situation, I think, for everyone. Um, but I think everyone also understands the, um, you know, the un, the unprecedented situation that we're in, um, and and knows that. And I think there's a ton of trust between Silver, Michelle Roberts, Chris Paul. Um, you know, you, you can't pull off the bubble um, without having an extraordinary level of trust between um, the league and the players. And um, you know, it's it's my belief that you know everyone kind of has that trust and. Um, you know, this, this will get figured out. Uh, and, you know, we're going to have NBA basketball uh, again in the, in the near future. Yeah, Giannis needs some time to uh, at least pull that giant yacht or, or ship or whatever, whatever the hell he's on right now into, into shore so to get back to the U.S. if the season's going to start. Which, by the way, uh, I did see George Hill was over with Giannis a few weeks ago and uh, Vin Baker was over there. I, I know it is obviously a busy time for you. Obviously, you got married. The election is coming up, as you mentioned. Uh, when are you going to get over there and uh, spend some time with Giannis? Have you been over there? Uh, I've actually never been to Greece. Um, you know, me and my dad were hoping to get out there, um, uh, but you know, there were some complications with um, uh, with our schedule and then with his schedule. So it was uh, it was a little bit tough, but. Um, you know, I, I would love to go to Greece. Um, and, uh, you know, it, all all the pictures that he posts, I I assume he's, I think he's in Greece. Um, I don't know if he's maybe traveling around, but, um, it looks absolutely incredible. My sister went there on her honeymoon, um, and said that it was just absolutely beautiful. So, uh, um, you know, if, if Giannis wants to take me out on, on that, as you said, I don't know that, you know, that, uh. (laughs) that aircraft carrier that he's, <laughs> that he's going around, you know, I, will, uh, I would obviously love to go, but um, no, look, he, he, I think is very much enjoying, you know, a little time off, a little time to, you know, be with you know, his son and, um, and be home and decompress and, uh, and get ready for next season. And, uh, you know, we're excited for him. We'll come back to Giannis, and I know there's some questions I can and can't ask you. Well, I should say some questions you can't answer, but to go back to the bubble, you said that 
It was a disappointing end. Now, I mean, obviously it was. I, I think everyone, uh, whether you're a fan, whether you, you cover the team, whether you're around the team in a, a position that you are, I think everyone had higher expectations than what panned out. As we've had a couple of months here to, I, I guess, look back on it and reflect from an on-court perspective. And, and I guess everything's tied together. It's hard to just say from an on-court perspective. But what, what went wrong? Because... I, I, you know, there's no beating around the bush. I mean, a second round exit was not where this team wanted to be. No, uh, obviously not. We had championship aspirations. Um, but I think, look, you got to, this was an unprecedented situation. I mean, I, I felt like we were in a good rhythm. We were rolling. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden there's, you know, a massive pandemic um, that hits and, you know, everything just stops, you know, right in the middle. Um, and that happened for every team. Um, and, you know, it's, it was an unprecedented situation for everyone and everyone gets, you know, gets put in the bubble. And, um, you know, while everyone faced the same set of circumstances, I think those circumstances, you know, uh, affected teams differently. Um, and, you know, I think you have that being away from, you know, we have a lot of guys on our team who are you know, big family guys. Um, Giannis just had a new kid, um, you know, and being away from, from your family for that long, you know, you had the Jacob Blake shooting, which I think took a lot of, um emotional toll um you know on the league but i think especially our team because you know it happened in our backyard um and if you haven't listened to kyle corver kind of talk about it um uh when he was i think it was just at creighton um doing like a q a uh, i would highly recommend finding that clip um because you can you can even feel the emotion of him talking about it that many months after um and so you know, it was, it, it was tough. And, you know, at the end of the day, we didn't play our best basketball. <laughs> there's, there's no other way to, you know, kind of discuss it. Um, you know, there, I, I, you know, and I said this on uh, the DA pod, but, you know, that was a series that I thought, you know, a few things go a different way. We could have been up 3-1. Um, and, you know, things, you know, didn't happen that way. The Heat executed extremely well um, down the stretch of each game. And they did that, I think, throughout the entire playoffs. Um, and so you've got to tip your cap to them and, and just say that, like, you know, they played some really, really great and inspired basketball. Um, and we didn't play our best. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, that, that, that's kind of what led to it. And, um, and it was tough. You know, we fought, you know, all season because we wanted that home court advantage again because we know that there's no tougher place to play than Pfizer Forum. Um, our guys get up for it, you know, that type of adrenaline and energy. You know, our guys feed off of that. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, everyone faced the same circumstances, but I think it, you know, affected teams differently. And, you know, look, this was, you know, as I said, this was an unprecedented situation and uh, it just ended uh, not the way we wanted. And, you know, but, you know, getting to a championship is also, uh, is really hard and um, there are bumps along the road. This was just another one, and I, you know, have uh, a ton of faith in, you know, in John and Bud and Giannis, Chris, to, um, you know, to come back, retool, and, you know, be even better next year. All right, Alex, I have to jump in and talk about our show sponsors, Built, and in particular, their brand new product, Built Go. Built Go is the solution to breaking through your wall. We're at the end of the week here. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's a little bit tired. Everyone's desperate for the weekend to come. And Built Go will help you get there, whether it's to get through the workday, whether it's to get through your workout, whatever it is. 
I know it's starting to get a little bit cold over there in Wisconsin. Motivation might be a little bit low to get outside to exercise, but Built Go is going to get you there because whether it is that med- mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Uh, it's really easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling that you get from some other products plus it's natural so it's better for the body it's like drinking a monster drink without the with only a third of the caffeine and of course you're going to get better results as well built go is loaded with good stuff to ignite your work and of course you know there's three delicious flavors peanut butter honey chocolate coconut and chocolate mint we've got a great deal for you guys visit builtgo.com Use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. So I, I should say this and I should have said this off the top. I did mention David Aldridge and Taylor Beck. Um, it's absolutely worth your time to go and listen to that podcast from this week uh, over at The Athletic. Um, obviously, more detailed explanation of, of the what went down from your point of view, Alex, but also uh, obviously the connection you have with the players and the Kyle Corver video we certainly mentioned yesterday on the podcast. Absolutely worth uh, looking at there. I think the challenge with this season and certainly a fear that I think many Bucks fans have that certainly I, I'm picking up from Bucks fans is that this was such a strange season as you pointed to. There were so many different factors that could have potentially played a huge part in the reason why it ended the way it did for the Bucks. After something like that, what is the challenge between saying, well, there's so many weird things that happened. Uh, you know, we're fine. We were the best team in the league. But then also looking at it and saying, well, okay, we can't sit on our hands here and, and just run it back next year and think things are going to be different. What's the challenge between balancing uh, what actually happened there and all the different factors and also saying there's probably some things that need to change? Yeah, yeah, I, that's I think the challenge everyone um, that was you know in the bubble playoffs um, is facing, which is trying to figure out what was it that it was unique to the bubble, and what is it that like these are some signs that we you know maybe missed during the regular season that became more magnified you know just because it was the playoffs, um, and I think that's something that you know, every team that, that played is going to be grappling with. And look, there's, there's no doubt about it. There was stuff that went that, you know, on the court that we didn't execute um, and we didn't play our game uh, in, in the way that, um, you know, that we had kind of the entire regular season. Um, so there, you know, that, you know, John, Bud are, you know, kind of, you know, we'll look at all the tape and, and figure that out and figure out, okay, what, what do we need, um, you know, to make sure that we get better. But, you know, it, it, it's something that I think every team is going to be looking at. And, you know, it's, it's something where, you know, and I, I've said this is you've got to take lessons from it, but you also don't want to overreact. Um, the bubble was unique. The bubble was unprecedented. And there were a lot of things that were unique to the bubble that, you know, probably, you know, that don't translate over to a typical regular season. Um, but there are also a lot of lessons that you got to take from it. So, uh, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of being able to learn the lessons, take, okay, what did we maybe miss, um, but also not overreacting, um, you know, to uh, you know to what was an unprecedented situation. 
For all time's sake, Alex, I have to ask you this one last time. I think this might be the last time I ever mentioned this name to you. I think I mentioned it the first time we came on the podcast. When you do have an early playoff exit, you've been asked all season long, I know that, there's been stories all season long about Malcolm Brogdon. Does it put any more pressure on you guys Going back to last season, and, and we know executing the sign and trade, and we know the reasons why, and we've spoke about it, but the fact that you got to the playoffs, and you know, certainly one of the factors that I think brought the team down was potentially needing another playmaker, a guy that can get his own shot. Does that put any more pressure on you guys this offseason? I think just the fact that you, you know, not, get, not reaching our goal puts more pressure on us. Um, and you know, even if we you know, win the championship, you know, we, they're, we're putting a ton of pressure on ourselves to try to go back and repeat. And so, you know, for us, every off season is always about, you know, how are we getting better? Um, and, you know, what can we do to make sure that this team is taking that next step? Because, because, um, you know, for sure, other teams are trying to get better and other teams are going to get better. And so if you're, if you're just staying flat, um, you're, you're going to be behind. And so, you know, for us, I think it's, you know, again, like looking at, you know, what what went wrong in those games, looking also, I think, at the regular season. And, you know, while we, you know, were the, you know, the, you know, the best team uh, during the regular season, I think still looking at those games and saying, okay, like, what, what, what did we need? And what, what do we still think that we were missing that maybe, um, that maybe we, you know, even if things had, you know, stayed, and we had played a, a normal regular season that, we would have said, oh, you know what? We wish we had this. Um, I think those are all things that, you know, Bud and John are going to look at and, um, and and make those, you know, the, those decisions on. So, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, again, Malcolm is a hell of a player. Um, and, you know, we, we, you know, and I've said this on the pod, uh, I think a number of times, uh, we've always felt Malcolm is a really good player. Um, and, you know, he did a great job in Indiana. Um, you know, we felt like we could find, um, you know, players that, you know, kind of fit with what we were trying to do. And, you know, look, I think the, uh, you know, there was a lot of evidence that um, a lot of the guys we brought in, um, you know, helped us out tremendously, um, immensely. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, it's always about, okay, at the end of the season, how do you, you know, and how do you try to make the team better? Did the, and this is another one that I know has been in the media a lot. And I do, I've certainly floated the, the possibility through the season that an early exit would be probably one of the things that would make me uncomfortable in regards to Giannis. And, and again, I will say, I know there's some things you can't speak about, but was an early exit, and I would classify a second round exit as an early exit, something that you think would be reason for concern around Giannis if he was looking to the future of this franchise? Um, I, you know, I'm not going to speak for Giannis. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think, you know, he's made, you know, his intentions and his, you know, thoughts uh, pretty clear. And I would just kind of recommend everyone go back and look at what he's personally said um, on, on his feelings. So, you know, I'm not going to pretend to speak for him or, or, uh, you know, you know, be his spokesperson. But, you know, what I would say for us is, you know, losing in the finals would have been concerned for us because we didn't get to what we wanted. And, you know, our, our goal was to win the championship. And we felt like we were the, you know, the best team in the NBA. And, 
So we're all disappointed and, and upset with how the season finished. So, um, you know, no, no, no one's happy with um, how that happened. Uh, you know, none of the guys on the team, and I think they're all eager to get back on the court and, um, and play again. One of the reports that's come out in the last sort of week here is that the, the Bucks are probably or are going to hire Josh Oppenheimer. This is a guy that is is familiar, uh, Bucks fans are familiar with, having been uh, with the team going back to the Jason Kidd days and also Larry Drew. One of the first guys that worked really closely with Giannis. Now, I made the assumption that the only reason he would be coming back to the team is because Giannis obviously has a good relationship with him. There's been some communication with Giannis. Yes, he likes working with this guy. Is that is that a fair enough assumption? No, I think we've you know we, we we've liked Josh. You know, he's been with he had been with the organization before, um, and you know I think we were looking to bring on some more player development guys. Um, and you know it's it's someone that obviously you know Giannis has known for for a bit, but you know we're 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 always looking to you know improve our staff and uh, and and bring on more hands because you know we want to continue to to get better um, and to make sure that our guys are continuing to uh, to progress um, because you know there there are a few ways to get better as a team right you either bring in new guys or your guys get better um, and so we love a lot of the guys that we have on the team and we see one of the ways that um, we're going to improve as a team is for uh, for our guys to improve their skill level. Um, and, you know, that's one of the reasons we, we brought Josh on. With that being said, and this is something that we see with all-star players around the league, so without mentioning specific players or specific moves, in situations like that, is Giannis a guy where you guys are in contact with and saying, hey, this is a potential player we're looking at, this is potentially a coach we're looking at bringing in. Is he involved in all those decisions as obviously the, well, I mean, the two-time MVP? You know, yeah, Giannis, I think, has, you know, kind of said, like, you know, he 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 trusts John and Bud um, yeah. on 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 those decisions. So, you know, obviously there are going to be some things we, you know, we consult with, you know, whether it's Giannis, Chris, or, you know, any of our guys on because, you know, for, for them, the coaching staff are the guys who are touching them every day um, and who are working with them every day. And so you want to make sure that they're comfortable um, and know uh, the guys who are being brought in. So, you know, there, you know, I think there's, there's a ton of trust throughout the organization um, up and down. And that's something that we've tried to uh, create um, that type of, you know, that bond from, you know, from, you know, whether it's my dad and Wes, you know, to John, to Bud, you know, all the way, you know, through the team. So, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, that, that's kind of that. From a, I guess we've got to get to a positive perspective here. I mean, we look back on this season and I, I know it didn't end the way a lot of our listeners certainly wanted it to, or as you've pointed to yourself, but how do you look back on this season from a positive light? Obviously, you know, Giannis again, a, a two-time MVP, Chris Milton having a fantastic season. Is there anything that stands out to you that you look back on uh, fondly, I guess, of, of what we saw in, uh, I'd say, the longest season in, in history? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I, I think when you, you know, if you look at the first you know, 60 games, uh, I think that before the, um, before the stoppage, you know, we, we were looking like the juggernaut that, you know, that we thought we were. And I think that, you know, it, it, it showed a lot of people who thought maybe we were, 
you know, a, a, a one season wonder or something like that. Um, that no, that we can come back and, you know, and, and still be you know, the best team. Now, I think the next step is showing that we're not just a regular season team. Um, and I think that's the chip that we've got to come on, you know, come into next season on, which is okay. Um, you know, we had back to back, you know, I'm going to include, you know, last season as, you know, a, essentially a 60 win season. Um, we had back to back, you know, seasons like that. Okay. Now how do we show that, okay, the, what we do is not just, you know, regular season success and that we can, um, uh, that we can do that in the playoffs. Um, I think that we have, you know, we were two games away from the finals, uh, two years ago. So, you know, next season is going to be about proving that and, and showing that. Um, but, you know, when you look at, you know, some of the successes that we had this year, you know, Giannis being MVP and defensive player of the year, Chris um, being, you know, an all-star again, almost a 50, 40, 90 guy. So, you know, you saw Dante's emergence um, as, as a really good two-way player, um, you know, George. Uh, leading the league in three-point percentage. I mean, I think there were a lot of positives from this season uh, saying that, okay, we can, um, you know, go into next season feeling really good about our team. Um, but again, like, we, we, we know what's at stake here, right? Like, we can go and start the regular season, you know, 50-0, and 0, and no one's going to care because everyone's going to say, you know, all right, prove it in the playoffs. And and we know that. And, you know, I, I think this team, you know, loves having that, you know, has that kind of dog and that, uh, uh, and that chip on their shoulder. And, I, and I'm looking forward to them, uh, you know, to us proving it next season. I like it. And uh, before we wrap it up, I always have to ask you this. I saw a Journal Sentinel story uh, just flashed on my, my Twitter feed and I, I didn't get a, a chance to, to read it. But I know the area around Fiserv Forum, the old Bradley Center site, is spoken about a lot. There's been plans over the years. There's been different rumors. What's going to be there? I know there's been talk of a hotel and now apartments. What's what's the update for this area? Because I, we know, you know, certainly a little bit of a challenging time right now, no doubt. But the Deer District, everything around there has transformed uh, that spot in the city. Yeah, so, you know, we're continuing to, you know, kind of uh, uh, fulfill the promise that we had, which is, you know, a you know, uh, uh, half a billion to a billion dollars of development around the arena. And so we, you know, we've got the parking garage with apartments that are, um, that are attached to it. And there are about 60 units over there, um, you know, uh, and they're open. Uh, you know, we've got, I think a few guys even living over there. Um, we've got, you know, a, a hotel that was just announced, um, earlier, th- uh, God, this whole year is, <laughs> uh, blurred into one, um, but we announced a hotel at some point during this pandemic, um, and now we're you know taking bids on apartments on uh, on more apartments, um, and you know we're continuing to to talk to developers and and people who um, are looking to come into kind of what is the the new growing area of Milwaukee, and I think with that hotel and with all the interest we're seeing in these apartments, I think what you're seeing is that even with the pandemic, um, people still want to invest in Milwaukee and people still want to be a part of something special that's going on here. Um, and knowing that this is, you know, a difficult um, and really tough um, period um, for Milwaukee, um, but also um, knowing that going forward, when Milwaukee comes out of it, we're going to come out of this um, even stronger than before. So, um you know, I, I think what you're seeing is people who still want to invest and and be a part of the city. 
Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I personally can't wait to get back. I can't wait for fans to be back in the games. It was, uh, they did a great job. There's no doubt the NBA, but it was a different feel. And, and we both know this and a lot of the listeners that are fortunate enough to live in Milwaukee and get to games understand uh, how great the experience is at FISO Forum. But Alex, it's always good to catch up with you. Uh, I always uh, enjoy getting to chat with you and get a little bit of an insight. I know it is obviously an extremely busy time for you, so I really appreciate you coming on. No problem. If I could just uh, say one last thing. Um, for all the Wisconsin listeners, uh, please, please, please uh, wear your mask when you go outside, wash your hands, physical distance. Um, we are getting hit very hard um, with coronavirus, probably one of the top states in the country um, in terms of COVID spread. Please take this pandemic and this and this virus seriously. Wear your mask, socially distance, and wash your hands, the, the quicker and the more diligent we are in doing that, uh, the quicker we'll be able to uh, enjoy Bucks games. Um, so please, please, please um, take this seriously. Um, it will save lives and, uh, and save Wisconsin. No, it's a good message. I can tell you from watching from afar and, and obviously someone that cares about the city and loves the city, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of devastating to see what's going on over there. So I 100% support that message. Everyone stay safe out there over the weekend. Uh, listen to Alex. Listen to what he says. It's, it's an important message right now. We want Milwaukee to bounce back as quickly as possible. As far as the show goes, uh, we will be back next week. Seth Partnow is going to be on the show. Frank, as usual. Justin will probably be back. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of news between now and then. So as I said, stay safe. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>